0: Welcome to episode number four, Nurses Living the Good Life. My name is Ann Conkley. I'm a certified nurse midwife and a certified life coach, and I'm so excited to be here and to talk with you about why your indecision is exhausting you. And I know this subject like the back of my hand because I'm going to tell you something. I have been there, done that. I used to spend a lot of time in indecision and a lot of time in thinking about things and the weight of feeling exhausted because I wasn't making decisions that ultimately were going to help me get where I wanted to be. So we're going to dive deep into what indecision is and some strategies around how you could approach indecision and become more aware of it. Um, first, I just want to take a moment and just talk about the uh, the moment in time right now because it feels like a really exciting one. I don't know about you, but spring is one of my favorite seasons um, because it is a sign of rebirth and of growth and so much growth that is visible right well in now now in march here in cleveland i i'm looking outside right now and can see snow on the ground which we got walloped with another couple inches of snow and there's usually always this last uh, you know hurrah of snow sometime in march occasionally it's around st patrick's day we've had a handful of st patrick's days here in cleveland that have been in the 60s and then we've had some where it's been snowing you know it's a, it's kind of a um, it's up for grabs right it's like march in the midwest is kind of a you know who knows what'll happen so um but right now right we're approaching this time of spring the um, spring equinox is coming up shortly. And it's a time and a, a really good reminder for me that growth is possible, it's just around the corner, new things are sprouting up, uh, and all the time that you may have been resting and um, uh, hibernating over the winter, and also through the season of COVID, it's just a uh, an opportunity to consider that that's close to changing, and there's more opportunity coming. So, um, and, and personally, in spring, we tend to celebrate a lot of birthdays in my family, so for me, it's another reminder of that opportunity to do something different this year than I did last year uh, and that opportunity for growth. So so I hope maybe for you there's something similar going on in your neck of the woods where you're starting to see the, uh, the uh, moments of spring as they, as they come alive around you. So we're going to talk again about indecision because I think that there is a cost of indecision. And I think that it's something that you may not realize is contributing to the way that you feel and how exhausted you feel. And, you know, what's so interesting is that when we talk about um becoming people who make decisions well. And I think this is very familiar to many of us, right, in the clinic setting, right? I mean, think of back to when you were a first advanced practice nurse and think about that first urine culture that you got back and you were like, oh, you know, let me, like, if, if Bactrim is, uh, you know, if it's resistant to Bactrim, like, what are my other options, right? Like, I've got to make some choices here. And that whole process of becoming the advanced practice nurse who makes choices with ease, right? It didn't just start out that way, right? There was a process and there was a lot of kind of, uh, I don't know, and maybe talking to people and in indecision. But what's really interesting is that, and, and and you may remember this from early on in your career, but what's interesting with indecision is that very often when we're presented with choices, and I think, you know, whether it's using a, a urine culture and trying to figure out the appropriate antibiotic, or or even if we're talking about something more simple, like being the person who gets either the text or sends the text to say, what do you want for dinner, right? Like these, right, these situations come up, right? Whether we're, you know, personally and professionally. And very often what happens is that we will look for different choices, right? On the urine culture, we'll look and we'll say, oh, all right, you know, maybe you could do um, a dose of Cipro or maybe you could do a um, treatment course of Macrobit or maybe there's a, you know, cephalex that's on there and we could go to cephalex, right? We understand that there are choices that are listed on that urine culture. But what's so interesting, right, and there may be choices, A, B, C, D, however many are, are susceptible to that bac- to that bacteria. We know those choices are there. But what's so interesting is that there's another choice that we don't talk about, which is that when the urine culture gets reported into your task box and you look at it and you don't make a decision, right? It's like, okay, you could do Macrobid, you could do Keflex, you could do Bactrum. And then you're like, I don't know. And then what happens? You just X out of it, and then all of a sudden you're like, I'll just get back to it, right? That choice is indecision. And what's interesting is that when we, when we put time or quantify the number of minutes that we spend in making decisions, very often if we look at it and we just say, well, there's you know four susceptible uh, medications or antibiotics that we could use for this urine culture, and we say, oh, it's not that hard to make a decision, right? But the the real amount of time is not only that you choose one, but it's also inclusive of how much time you spent thinking about it. Whether or not you went to lunch then and thought about it. Whether or not you went to the next task and thought about it. Whether or not at the end of the day you had, instead of having a clean inbox or zero inbox, right? That you had five urine cultures that all needed for you to make a decision. And it's the end of the day and it's 4.30 and all of a sudden you're like, I just really want to go right? And you're like, oh, you know how this goes. And then all of a sudden, you're like, I don't want to be here till 5.15. You're like, I'll just do it at home. Mm-hmm. So you get in the car and you go home, right? And what happens? You got to pull out your laptop at home. And then maybe you forget or maybe you don't. But right, you're bringing your work home with you. And I would, I would argue that if we had a conversation about, do you desire to be the advanced practice nurse who brings home her work with her? You'd be like, no. Right? I would argue that you would very strongly, as I think most of us, we would love to have that separation. No, I never bring my work home with me if I can avoid it. Right, I work like a shift worker even if I'm in the office. Right, I see my labs. I do them. I take care of business. I come back, restart the next day. Right, But what's so interesting is that even if we're looking at a urine culture, making a decision on using a use of antibiotics, we also have to factor in that indecision time, all the time you spent thinking about it. All the time that you spent um, wondering, all the time you spent looking on up-to-date, all the time you spent going to somebody else to talk about it, right? And that kind of indecision, right? And just committing to a plan and saying, we're going to use cathlex. I'm going to try it, and we're going to go from there. And for most of us, as we get more proficient and more competent in our roles and as we develop ourselves as professionals, it becomes easier, right? Indecision isn't as much of an issue for many of us. But for, for some of us, it is. And I used to see this personally, um, in particular, when um, I used to have a complex case or some sort of an event, right, that I had to do a bunch of charting on. Urine cultures weren't so bad for me, right? Or abnormal mams or, you know, some sort of a um, result that needed some sort of attention. I was pretty good about um, a decision tree or a very clear algorithm of what to do. But where this really used to show up for me was in charting when things kind of went uh, veered off of normal or when we had an unanticipated or unexpected outcome, right? If I had something difficult that would happen, I used to just stew and be like, I don't know what to write. And I would sometimes keep charts open for one, two, maybe three days, which I know from a legal standpoint is absolutely the last thing that we want to do, right? We don't want to, we want to take the whatever had, number one, because it's most fresh in our minds at the time. And number two, because, you know, for a legal defense team, it looks kind of interesting when you're like, what happened that they had to wait two to three days to actually chart this, right? What was going on in that time, right? Um, So... I know that this shows up for you probably too. And whether it's on a urine culture or whether it's you know on a, per, a more personal level, if it's you know the what do you want for dinner question, this comes up. And what's so interesting again, is that this is why we feel exhausted, right? And this is why sometimes that you are giving up your power to someone else, or to a time when it's going to feel easier to get the work done, you're like, oh, I'll just do it later, right? Putting it off, procrastinating, otherwise known as procrastination, right? Waiting to feel um, the perfect time to do something, right? There's no perfect time to chart on, an, on a, an, an unanticipated outcome, as you guys know, right? Like, There's no perfect time. It's just you do it and get it done. Right. So that you can have a correct account of what occurred. You can be you know, objective in your um, charting and you can get it onto paper so that you don't forget it. Right. There's no perfect time except for right now. Right. So 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 indecision really does matter because, number one, you give up your power when you are in indecision mode. You give up your power to something outside of you. Um, t- the perfect time or maybe having the perfect answer or talking to the person who has the perfect response, right? Or who has the perfect guidance. And this causes such intense exhaustion. And what's interesting is that I see this a lot with clients uh, who come to me who say, I don't know what I want, but I know that this isn't it because many of my clients tend to come to me and say, you know, I'm stuck. I'm at a point in my career where I got into this work because I loved it and now I feel like it's just not what I want to do anymore. Maybe it's not creating the impact that I want to create, right? I hear the common phrase of I'm not moving the needle like I wanted to or like I desire to in my life. Right? Or maybe you're the person who says, you know, I, I am no longer interested in doing this, but I don't know what else I could do. Right, So this, this idea, this thought comes up of, I don't know what I want. And what happens is that um, in that, that indecision, I don't know what I want, there's a lot of stuff out there, it just produces that feeling of insecurity, of frustration, sometimes of um, um, anxiety even fear, right, especially for those of us who look and say, well, you know, I've got 200 grand in student loan debt and what am I going to do now, right? What am I going to do, just throw that all away? Like I can, I have to keep working, right? But this thought comes up, that that recurrent thought of I don't know what I want. And then what's so interesting is I see a lot of my clients go through some of the steps when they're feeling very insecure, right, because there's this thought of I don't know what I want. And then what happens? What do they do? Well, they go and say, I'm going to go back and get a postmaster's certificate. Mm-hmm. Right. You're going to go pay more money for another degree. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go get another certification. Okay, good. I'm going to go get an MBA. You know, one of the most common uh, questions that I get is, should I get an MBA? Why? Don't ask me. Ask yourself. Why would you want to get an MBA? And if you don't have a clear answer, then I'm going to tell you that you might have to consider that it's not the right decision for you, right? Because if you're making that decision out of insecurity, if you're registering for another program, if you're about to pay big bucks for another degree, if you're going to take your student loan debt from 100 grand to 200 grand just to get another certification, right? And then all the while, while you're kind of like, I don't know what I want, I don't, and then you're, you're uh, you know, in... Brain drama and overthinking everything, right? And wondering, oh, you know, what am I gonna do? And indulging in that, and all of this, by the way, as you know or can imagine, is very exhausting. Brain drama is always very exhausting, right? And then what happens? Well, you don't create what you want, right? It's really interesting that when you start to think, I don't know what I want, and and then it brings up all that anxiety or fear or insecurity, right? And then you go through these steps of like, I'm gonna go toss my money over here and I'm gonna go invest in here and I'm gonna go ask these people what I should do. And what happens? You don't actually create what you want. I mean, isn't that interesting, right? You're like, oh, no, I didn't create what I wanted. I just created more indecision. I just created more time and brain drama. I just created more exhaustion. And, look, we're not here to judge it. And, you know, I started off this podcast by telling you that this is something I spent so much time in indecision. right? Even if I look back, right, I knew in my career back a few years before I left, I knew probably about a good four to five years before I left, I knew that there was something bigger for me and there was something different for me, but I just didn't know. I kept telling myself, I don't know what I want. And it was so disempowering. Right? I was just giving up my power, right? I don't know what I want. Right? And it sounds so harmless. Right? How many times do you say I don't know what I want? Whether it's about dinner, whether it's about the urine culture, whether it's about life, how many times does this come up for you? I don't know what I want. For me, it came up a lot. I used to spend so much time in that area and just feel so exhausted. But what's interesting is that you know, what's available to you is a different way. Right. And, and the reality is that and what I work with a lot of clients on is this idea of how to become more de- more decisive to avoid indecision. And I, I will tell you, you know, the common, the very common uh, uh, um, way to resolve this or to approach it is to say, well, just make decisions more quickly. <laughs> right. Just choose a strategy. Just do it. But the reality is that if your brain is engaging in this whole I don't know and, and you're feeling a lot of insecurity, it's going to be very hard for you to go and all of a sudden be like, oh, I'm going to get really clear. I'm going to identify my goals. I'm going to you know, choose a path that serves me. I'm going to identify my mission. I'm going to become very clear on the, the level of impact that I desire to create in the world. Right? I'm just gonna use a decision-making tree or just I'm gonna, you know, right? Like, think about how hard it is to make a decision when you are so disempowered and when you're so exhausted. It feels like the last thing that you want to do. So, interestingly, what I would recommend to you is that you have to consider why do I want to avoid indecision? Why am I tired of that? Why do I get stuck in it? You've got to start by becoming curious right? One of the best um, books and my clients and women who cultivate and in my one-to-one coaching, they know quite. A, they talk about uh, permission to feel by Mark Brackett quite a bit. I think it's an excellent book because Mark Brackett talks about becoming an emotion scientist and being able to name your emotions and name giving uh, how to develop your vocabulary around emotions. And if you know um, uh, of this book, permission to uh, feel, and uh, Mark Brackett's interview with Brene Brown on her uh, podcast Unlocking Us, you know. Mark Brackett talked about how many of us are really at a loss when we, come, when we start to talk about feelings. We could go through algorithm upon algorithm and clinical practice guidelines, and we can rattle off, you know, the differences between cephalosporins and, um, you, know, um, uh, other antibiotics. Like we, we're brilliant. And then all of a sudden, right? It's like, well, how are you feeling?" And you're like, I, I, what? I don't know. Is it insecurity or is it anxiety? Uh, I don't know, is it feeling rejected or feeling threatened? Um, well, um, is, it, is it overwhelm or is it worry, right? Because we just don't have very often an emotional vocabulary. So one of the best things that you can do is to become an emotion scientist, to become aware, step one, of how often you engage in indecision, and step two, to then become curious. Why do I do that? What am I avoiding? What am I resisting feeling if I don't want to feel, maybe I don't want to feel insecure? And so I just put it off, right? And tell myself that, oh, I'm just not going to deal with that right now. And I'm just going to, you know, it, it'll just get better. <laughs> and it won't, right? We can laugh about this. And I can laugh about this because, girl, I'm on to myself. Like if I have, if I can look back uh, unabashedly at my progress to date uh, over the past you know, maybe four to five years, right? Ever since I got more clarity and started to really become very intentional and started to create alignment in my life, one of the biggest uh, overhauls that I had to do was to take a look at why I was being indecisive, why I was falling into victim mode of like, I don't know, I don't know what I want, whatever. I'm so exhausted, right? that has been one of the biggest... Hurdles for me, and one of the most exciting to be able to have a handle on now, right? Because what's on the other side of insecurity? Power. Feeling powerful, right? Using your strengths to your advantage, creating alignment and creating intention in your life. Laying out a plan of attack with a clear strategy and saying, well, you know what? I'm gonna, I wanna, I wanna open up a practice for functional medicine with a coach approach and. you know, two years. And so therefore, I'm going to look at the available programs. I'm going to make a decision on which ones are feel like a good fit for me right now. And then I'm going to use that degree or certification or advanced training in order to help me get to my goal. Right. And I, and I just want to remind you that, you know, if you're just like, oh, how smart. I also want to remind you that for the majority of you, this is exactly what you did for nursing school. Right. This is what I did for midwifery school. I was like, oh, I want to be a midwife. Okay, well, what are the steps I need to do for that? Well, I need to apply to nursing school. I've got to get into nursing school, finish nursing school, get a year's worth of experience under my belt as an L&D nurse, and then I've got to go to um, midwifery. I've got to apply to midwifery school, get accepted, go, the whole thing, right? So, so many of you, if you're wondering, like, why am I just in this indecision mode? Why? Right? You have to just consider. We can spend time trying to get down to the why and trying to figure it out. Or your other option is just to say, I just don't want to, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to indulge in that. I'm going to make a choice to become someone who operates from a place of feeling powerful, who always uses her strengths to, to her advantage, who always looks at decisions and goes all in on them who always becomes the person who um, manages her brain around drama that comes up and overthinking and indulging in this you know, overwhelm that very commonly happens, becoming the person who avoids procrastination, who says, no, I'm making a decision today. I'm not waiting for a certain emotion to come up so that I feel inspired and motivated and hopeful to do it. No, fuck that shit, right? If you want to become powerful today, if you want to become the person who makes decisions today, then you must make a choice to become that person today, right? You must make a choice to choose the programs and ways in which you spend your money and your time and, and your investments in a way that support you, in a, in a way that come from a space of intention, right? You lay out, again, a plan of attack with a clear strategy. You work backwards to identify, you know, if a degree or certification is going to fit in with your end goal, You only choose paths and work that serve you. You stop doing all the bullshit that you've been asked to do and that you're probably pretty decent at. And you start doing the shit that is uh, the reason why you were put on this earth. Right? So, look, that's what's available. And very often, again, we can spend time saying, why am I the person who's in, indecisive? And and there's, and there's utility there, right? Because it's good to know, right? To see once you start to see some of your patterns here. And I also want to just offer today that you have the choice today to say, no, I'm just done with this shit. I'm done with being indecisive. I'm done with feeling exhausted. I'm done with giving up my power. I'm done with you know choosing indecision as a choice right? Because even if you're like, but I don't choose indecision. No, nobody chooses indecision, right? You're not like, oh, there's, you know, uh, for dinner tonight, we can have, um, you know, spaghetti or, um, you know, rice and beef bowls, right? Like nobody's like, no, no, I'm just going to choose indecision tonight. Okay, girl. Yeah. No, nobody chooses indecision. No, we're just usually like, no, I'm not, I, don't, I don't know, right? I'll, I'll just figure it out later. Right? You just chose a decision. You may have not put a label on it, but that's what you did. Right? So, becoming the person who operates again from a place of intention, who feels powerful, who uses her strengths to her advantage, right? Creates this result of becoming the person who is decisive today. Who doesn't wait for another certification, a degree, a program to or anything external to her to become decisive today. Right? And that's within you. It's available to you today so um if you have um if this is something that's bothersome to you, if you're like, ah, yep, I know i got I, that's an issue for me, yeah, I want you to also think about where else is this costing you, right? I see this a lot in um you know, especially as, as I start to see more advanced practice nurses considering moving beyond the bedside, but they're not sure about what they want. And I see that, you know, all the, ind- the indecision, it's just time wasted, right? Because you always have to consider, if I decline to make a decision today, right, am I okay with where I am in a year, right? If I decline to do anything today, am I okay with where I'm at in a year? I don't know. That's for you to choose right? For some of us, that's like, oh, no, 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 no. I can't stay in this space of you know indecision or I'm so exhausted. like I can't do this for another year. I hear that all the time from clients and I get it. I get it, right? So think about all of the, the mental energy. Think about all the energy expenditure if we put a number on it. If we said, well, me seeing an indecision right now, if I had to put a number on it in terms of the level of exhaustion, maybe it's 80 out of 100, Right? And then I want you to think about okay, so what if I got clearer on what I wanted? What if I used my strengths to my advantage? What if I became a person who made decisions today and was very decisive? Right? What would the energy expenditure be there? Maybe it's a 50 or an 80. Maybe it's just as hard. But you know what's so interesting? If we put those two advanced practice nurses together, one on the left who's like, I don't know and I'm just going to stay in indecision and it's going to cost me 80 out of 100, you know, ener- joules of energy. And then or you're the, you know, advanced practice nurse uh, number 2 who says, "Oh, I'm going to just do something kind of hard. I'm going to change things up. I'm going to try something. I'm going to decide today." And that's going to that energy requirement is also 80 joules in energy. The results are created, right, between those two different advanced practice nurses are vastly different, right? A year later, the nurse who's stuck in indecision is still stuck in indecision. She's not making those choices. She's not using her strengths to her advantage. The nurse who is like, oh no, I'm gonna do something as hard, she's on her way. <laughs> Was the energy expenditure the same? Yeah, probably, right? They both take some sort of energy expenditure. The reality is that The only difference is the result that you create and where you want to be in a year. Do you want to spend your time in indecision knowing it's going to be exhausting? Or do you want to spend your time in being a decisive decision maker? And it also has some exhaustion uh, with it too. But man, the difference is that you're closer to your goals. You may be the person who all of a sudden is like, I have the practice. I'm now doing functional medicine. I went and, you know, got a functional medicine um, program. I have a certification. Now I'm starting a practice and, you know, right? Is it still easy? No. A lot of energy expenditure? Yeah. Results? Vastly different. Okay? So that is why your indecision is exhausting you. Okay? Remember, we talked about the cost of indecision right? We talked about how there are choices A, B, and indecision, right? There's choices A, B, and C, and C is indecision, right? And why that matters and why you have to choose whether or not you're going to continue to give up your power if you're going to stay in indecision and continue to feel exhausted and insecure and continue to put your money on things that don't necessarily serve you, right? And toward, in in getting to the goals that you want to create. Or, If you want to become the person, right, who becomes more decisive and you want to operate from a place of power and you want to take back your power, make choices that serve you and come up with a plan and a strategy that are going to help you to become, you know, to develop your version of living the good life, that's available to you too, okay? So if you are an advanced practice nurse and you're looking for some more support, Come check us out over on Women Who Cultivate. This is a group coaching program for advanced practice nurses who want to live the good life. They want to stop feeling exhausted, and they want to start feeling empowered today. And they want to know how to do it, and they want to understand how they can then take that approach and use it to create any result that they desire in their lives. That's exactly what's available to you. So come on over and join us. You can check out the website, www.annconkleycnm.com. Thanks for listening and I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye.